Just saying uh, he looks like a Cardi B fan. You think so? I can see him dance to Cardi B in the kitchen. I don't know why. This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the effervescence dining critic for the Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen. And uh, Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. Hey, on this week's edition of This Bites, uh, big news came out earlier this week. Uh, James Beard announced the semifinalists for their annual awards, which takes place this May in Chicago's Lyric Opera. We're going to highlight some of the Milwaukee picks for semifinalists. Uh, then also we're going to talk about uh, Hotel Madrid and Snack Boys collaborative event that's happening soon. But we're going to kick it off with the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. The cover is the Chef of the Year Awards. You've done this before, right? No. It's the is, first year. It's the inaugural like, yeah. year where Milwaukee Magazine's picks a chef of the year. Correct. Correct. The person that came to mind immediately was Justin Abrahamian, who owns Sanford, and I feel like he is the chef of the year. Yeah. What was your qualifications? Why? Well, okay, it's a re- that's a really you good had question. Reasons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want um, someone who obviously has made an impact on the city, and, and he's made a huge impact carrying on the torch from Sandy D'Amato, who started Sanford, who's a James Beard Award winner. Justin is also a James Beard Award winner. But he's so skillful. He's so organized. He's so good mm-hmm. that, you know, it's it would be really, really unusual to go to Sanford and be like, oh, they're having an off night. So the best, I mean, the, the thing I learned from chefs um, when I've been talking to chefs for the many years is that it's not about the creativity. It's not about, like... It's consistency. He's incredibly consistent. That's that, what makes that is the exi- best chef. Yeah, that's you can exactly have one dish, do it well, but yeah. to do that five days a week, six days a week, six nights he, a week, he, and make it right. where people keep asking for it. And, okay, so you know I can't meet chefs in person, so I couldn't, like, shadow him and mm. watch him, but I spent an enormous amount of time on the phone with him, to probably mm. an annoying degree for him. <laughs> um, but he is so disciplined. I mean, I think so self-disciplined and organized he is definitely not someone to go out and like toot his own horn, yeah. but he has a confidence to him. He yeah, knows I, I, what I he's never, doing. You he, know, like everybody does dinners, which I love people doing dinners, but I never see, hey, come to Sanford for this dinner. It's like he's just doing his thing and people just go there. Like that's the one thing I noticed. Like a lot of chefs, you know, promote different events, do this, do that, which is fine and great, but I've never really seen anything from Sanford like in social media. Which is yeah, well, you know, I says mean, he, a lot, he, he, yeah, he, he runs the restaurant. He owns a restaurant with his wife Sarah, and they have two kids. And you know, it's a huge balancing act mm. of running a restaurant. A family, yeah. It's not only he's that the executive chef; he's the owner, mm. and you know, um, also having a family at the same mm. time and trying to juggle and share some responsibilities. She um, is their general manager too, and then there's a, there's a number of people that work there that have been there a long time. Mm. Um, I did something in the story, too, about the service at Sanford, which to me is so, it's so beautifully done. It's almost like a dance, like a ballet. <laughs> and, and it's in, in a, done in a way where you have your needs taken care of without really knowing it. Okay. And not, like, overly intrusive, never, like, never in your face. And there are things that they do to, to like, keep that the case. Mm. So, so for, in other words, 
they all they wear they wear you know like a black top, black pants, so they kind of like blend in, right? So they're not nobody's wearing like um, nobody has. I mean, it's it's no one has know, a Nirvana shirt on. Exactly, <laughs> and in the, you know it's the very simple mm-hmm. look. You know, minimal jewelry. Your hair is very simple. Mm. You know, they don't want to draw attention to themselves yeah. because to them... The food is important. The food is important and the diner is mm. important. It's about the diner. It's not about that. So tell me, like, in your interview, what's one thing that that you were surprised to learn that you wanted to share? Like, did you didn't have no clue about Justin? One thing that I think is kind of funny that I learned, and um, it's, it's, I, it's probably come out in the news before, that he was an incredibly picky eater as a child. <laughs> He was really, really picky. He would pick things out of food. <laughs> he didn't like onions. Everything was just very. That was me. He was, you know, so that's a good sign for me, I guess. Yeah, I, I <laughs> and um, then he, you know, once he he decided he wanted to work in restaurants, he was just in his early teens. He started working for his uncle's catering, or he started working for his uncle's catering business, and um, then decided, you know, he wanted restaurant work would be. The place to go, you know, mm. a consistent income, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so he got this job at this place called Stephen Wade's Cafe that was once in New Berlin. It's not there anymore. And the the owner of that place kind of, it, he got it out of him. Mm. Like he, he correct, you know, he got him to, hey, you know, if you work here, you're really going to have to, you're going to have to try everything, you mm. know. And so. <laughs> So he got out of that phase okay. of like being really picky, but I just, I thought that was funny, and I thought it was very you don't think that normal, like, like and a, it felt like yeah. oh he's not this you know I mean like a normal person yeah. you know like a lot of people you know grow up and they're like oh man I was picky theater and and they might might not think that they'd and, ever and, most, and a lot this, of people who are picky eaters as a kid are still picky eaters as still, yeah well that that's true there is that as well so um, so anyway I just felt like that really made him feel like really down to earth and normal. Mm-hmm. He, he he is very, very down to earth and okay. really fun to talk to. He's a huge music lover. Really? Loves music. Yeah, all kinds Any, of music. Anything that um, stood out that he said he loved? Mm. Uh, I mean, bands that I hadn't even heard of, so really? I couldn't even tell you. I mean, but all genres, truly. Really? All genres. And I, I'm not a huge... He like, does look like a Cardi B fan. Like, <laughs> he did not name Cardi B as one of his favorites. <laughs> Um, I, I'm sorry to tell you of that, but <laughs> just uh, saying he looks like a Cardi B fan. You think so? I can see him dance to Cardi B in the kitchen. I don't know why. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Now we're back. On this bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast. We mentioned that uh, the chef of the year was the winner of a James Beard Award. We're going to talk about James Beard every year. They, they'll announce the semifinalists, and then the finalists, and then they have the awards in May. And earlier this week, they announced the uh, semifinalists for the James Beard Awards. For those who don't know by now what the James Beard Awards, think of them as the Oscars or the Grammys of the culinary world. Several awards. They have the literary that's held in New York. And then they have the, the media, media, also the media, media awards. Yeah, podcast uh-huh. awards. And then they have the main awards, which has now been held in Chicago for a few years. going to be held in Chicago for a few more years. It used to be in New York as well. It was. Yeah. Chicago's got the lock on it for the next five years. Is that right? Yeah. It's at the Lyric Opera, Lyric Opera of, of Theater. Chicago. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the uh, semifinalists. So the semifinalists are picked. And I guess they're picked by uh, a group of unknown judges. They release it to the public. And then public has some 
say into what potentially the semifinalist is. I think they have kind of a voting process. You go vote online, but then there's also judges, and I think this is process. But the process is kind of detailed online. But let's talk about um, who from Milwaukee is repping the James Beard Awards in the semifinalist category. Okay, so, uh, you know, there's one, there's a couple different categories we want to look at. The biggest one is Best Chef Midwest. Um, they they um, separate chefs into different regions, yeah. okay? And we're in the Midwest. Which um, is separate than, like, it's separate from Chicago. Chicago. They call Great Lakes, which is Illinois and Michigan. Right. Because Chicago's just so big. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big category. But, um, so, right now at the, the semifinalist place, that, that where they are right now, they're down to 20 nominees, and we have three that are from Milwaukee. We have Karen Bell, who owns Bavette La Boucherie. This is her third and time, she, right? Yeah. Um, also making a return visit on the list are the two owners of of um, Dan Dan and Esther Ev, and also Fauntleroy, um, Dan Jacobs and Dan Van Wright. But here they're, they're mentioned specifically for Esther Ev, and I think it's because that is the restaurant where they do – um, they do all the cooking for this. Yeah. And then a newcomer to the list is Dane Baldwin, who's the chef owner of The Diplomat on Brady Street, which is which is a pretty interesting and cool addition. Um, first he, time? First time. Yeah. And his restaurant, I, mean, I believe he opened it in 2017, so it's a, it's a really recent restaurant. Mm-hmm. However, he's been in the industry a long time, yeah. really long time. He worked for the Bartolotta restaurants. I mean, I mean he worked at Dancing Ganesha, and, and Dancing <laughs> Ganesha has been gone for a really long time. It was a great... Indian fusion restaurant that was on the corner of Van Buren and Brady. Mm. Um, so, so Dane's on that list. Now just going a little bit further to Madison, Johnny Hunter of four quarter, the underground meat collective. He's been on this list before too. And Johnny is really good. Johnny's yeah. really good. And I've, I've predicted at some point in time, Johnny be good. Won't. Yeah. Um, but so Johnny, Johnny Hunter's on this list as well. Um, and uh, so those, that's, Best Midwest chef. Uh, category of outstanding chef yeah. is Tori Miller. Yeah, Tori Miller. Who's nominated is, for outstanding chef. Well, this the, is chefs like from around the country. Right. So he's competing. So there's a Wisconsin chef part of that yeah, category. Yeah, it's a pretty exclusive category. Yeah. And, and he obviously, he owns Latoile. He's also won a James Beard Award mm-hmm. before. Um, so that's pretty exciting to see how far he goes with that category. Um, also, um, in a repeat visit... We have for outstanding restaurateur, the mm. Bartolotta brothers, Joe and Paul Bartolotta, yeah. who started the Bartolotta mm-hmm. Restaurant Group, which is a huge empire now. Um, you know, started, gosh, 25 years ago with <laughs> Ristorante Bartolotta in Wauwatosa. Been that long? I uh-huh. Think, I think I was like... Um, you were just a wee thing. A toddler or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm an 80s baby. You weren't even walking, I don't think. <laughs> um, and then the other exciting one, I think, is bar program we wanted to mention. Bar program, right? and I think they're the first time. I, I have I don't, I don't remember ever seeing them before. Bryant Cocktail Lounge. That's cool. Nominated for Outstanding Bar Program of James Beard Awards. And they've been... They've been they've gotten a lot of national press for being uh, one of the outstanding cocktail bars in the country. And it's kind of nice to see um, those guys who are expanding their little empire as well. You know, Jazz Estate and uh, At Random. Yeah. So they have a little little bar empire in Milwaukee uh, nominated for an outstanding bar. And I think the finalists will be named March 27th. I think yep. it is. So they will narrow it down to like five. Is that right? Usually five. I think it's six. six. Well, maybe it is five. Is I think it five? five? I think it's okay, five, it's five in each Sorry. category. So it'll be five in the best Midwest category be nominated so best of luck to all the milwaukee and madison people um going forward 
And then did we mention the actual awards when those are presented? Oh, those will be... May 6th, I believe. May 6th in Chicago Lyric Opera Theater. I also want to point out, so, you know, I'm from the South, and uh, one of the chefs that nominated the Best Chef Southeast was featured in the Chef's Table. That's zero on Netflix. Really beautiful show. Have you seen any of those before? I have, but not the new, not the new. So the season. new ones just came out and it featured Sean Brock. Really kind of it was kind of a downer <laughs> episode. It kind of uplifting because Sean Brock, if you're familiar, Husk, uh, had a alcoholic problem and had some problems with his eyes, and it was he was had a lot of he was a workaholic that kind of led to all these problems, but he got out of it. So it's you know story turned good at the end. But uh, the first episode features an African-American chef out of Savannah, the gray, Mashama Bailey, who's nominated for Best Chef Southeast. Great story. Check out on Netflix. First episode of Chef's Table. But interesting, the gray is located in a Greyhound bus terminal, segregated oh, wow. bus terminal wow. back in the 60s. So it used to have the segregated sign. So it was a segregated bus terminal. Um, that's where the restaurant was located. So it's very interesting. And her story is fascinating. Like, she was supposed to be a social worker and all this stuff and just found her calling and cooking it's just, and found her way back to the South. And yeah, it's a really interesting story. So I just want to highlight Mashama Bailey, um, who's nominated. Definitely check out the Chef's Table episode with her in it. All of them are great, but that one really moved me. Maybe because being from the South, I can relate to her. So... I have not been to Savannah, but I've heard such amazing things yeah, about that city. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend lives there. Yeah, okay, yeah. well. We're friends. We're oh, okay. So, so it like, isn't it's like you're not, avoiding Savannah no, for that reason. No, I, we're not better at anything. Good. Actually, we went, to, we went to a festival last year together. So, That's great. Yeah, so. That says a lot about exes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> i <laughs> So that's the James yeah. Beard Awards. Um, so, you know it's March now, Tariq? Yeah, and it feels and it feels like March. Yeah, it feels exactly like March. What March should be? <laughs> Maybe this will be a little uplifting for you. This Sunday, March third, uh, is the second is Hotel Madrid's second annual winter cookout. They're going to be teaming up with the boys from Snack Boys. The boys. That's exactly what <laughs> the way they refer to them. The, the boys. boys. Okay, they're going to do a roast smuck, roast smuckling, roast suckling pig, smoked brisket, half chickens. Uh, they're going to have whiskey galore and ice cold beer. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I mean, I've, I would assume that if it is, it could be, you know, like it's a blizzard. And if you have enough of this stuff, you're not even going to realize. Uh, you're not even going to realize after all that whiskey that, yeah. It's yeah like, I, I don't know if it's really going to like 25 below with wind It's going to be cold this weekend, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, Mitch from Snack Boys. Okay. Yeah. He's going to be part of the, you know, this culinary mastermind team of cooks and the beverage, um, the beverage people are going to be Ryan DeRosa and John Reverd. Reverd. Sorry. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. Um, but, uh, so it's just going to be meats, veggies from the grill and a lot of booze. Um, and it's 11 to four at okay. Hotel Madrid this, this coming Sunday. Yes. You get my tickets? For this? Yeah. You, 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 no. you, you forgot my gift over the holidays. So I thought you were going to make it up for me since you know right. that you serve a lot of whiskey. Okay, just just so you know, though that that would necessitate like a a, a gift from you to me. My gift is my ever loving smile. Yeah, okay, right. I've heard that before. <laughs> That's such it's not you know. And don't give me this business about Malort too. I know you keep giving me all this on social media. You post all these things about Malort, 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 and I I I'm just I'm not buying it, Tariq, and I'm not drinking it either. Oh, you know you haven't drank it already. I uh, know. I right. made my peach liqueur with my lord. You did not. Yeah. That was the 
the base. That's not true. I would have known. I would have known. How would you know? You never had it. I tasted your peach liqueur. But you never had Malort. No, you're right. But I've heard so many bad things about it. I, 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 you might I, like it. Okay. You can't judge based off have you tried it. Right. How can a dining critic judge after not trying something? Well, Malort is a different thing. I don't. I no, don't, no, it's I not. Don't, I don't feel. I don't feel very. You're a dining critic. You know better. Come on. Well, you know, you haven't gone to the you haven't gone the route of bringing Malort into the station here. Well, I'm trying to invite you to the Which Malort I'm glad Festival. You done. I want us to cover the Malort Festival in Chicago. Right. And we do the 5K run, so every K you take a shot of Malort. And you're gonna you're gonna do that run? As long as you do it with me. <laughs> that's tempting. Now that I think about <laughs> it, that is very very tempting. Um, well, that's it for uh, this week's edition of This Bites. Um, in case you want to hear more and learn more about all the stuff we talked about, the James Beard Award semifinalists, the Milwaukee Magazine's inaugural Chef of the Year, and the winter cookout at Hotel Madrid, uh, in collaboration with Snack Boys, just head over to our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash thisbites. This Bites is produced by the Honorable Kenny Perez. Uh, handcrafted sign inspiration comes from the license lab. I, I think he's effervescent too. He, he, he actually he is very effervescent. Um, and handcrafted sign inspiration comes from the license lab with support from Society Insurance and of course your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get and listen to your podcast. And as always, speaking of the Lord, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. They're back in Chicago. We got to do a tour of the factory. They're back. Oh God! All right. And get samplings and stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Have, have a good weekend. Stay warm. You too.